Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So today's kind of a different day for us. We've kind of come through August and I've kind of launched uh, Operation 99 uh, and that is uh, going full force and many of you are just really, that's capturing your heart and I love that. Um, Next week, remember, we kick off two services, so 9 and 10.30, so uh, be ready for that uh, and ready to go. But today, um, on this Labor Day weekend, I kind of wanted to kind of sneak something in for you. Uh, we, we, over the summer, have uh, put on some new deacons at our church. And uh, we haven't done that in, in several years. I mean, you have to do that pretty often to keep up with growth. And today is um, a deacon ordination service. And you say, well, I'm checking out because it's not about me. Don't, don't check out, okay? And uh, because I think you'll learn something about the deacon, about the church, and what God established there as well. And so... Um, we're going to put on some new deacons today, and deacon ordination services are normally not a Sunday morning thing. They're normally kind of a Sunday night thing, and there'll be some friends and family that come, and so the logistics is a little harder or more difficult on a Sunday morning, but I think it's beautiful too, because the majority of the church doesn't come back on Sunday night, okay? So uh, trust me on that. So... Um, so this is good because now you'll stand up to new deacons in front of the whole body and there'll be a whole lot of eyeballs looking back at them and I think the accountability will be beautiful and will be heightened, okay? You'll know your deacon because sometimes if you don't know your deacon because you don't come on Sunday night, amen? Remember the spiritual people came on Sunday night and they talked about the people that didn't and made a great church setting, so uh, uh, sorry, that's not really true, but sometimes it is, but so this I think will be even more powerful today as we see that, so a deacon, okay, you might ask the question, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a series of questions because I think there's a lot of questions out there, so what is a deacon? I think that's a very important question is what is a deacon, because you hear that, it's a church word, and you hear that sometimes, but it's not just a church word, it's a biblical word. It's a Bible word, okay? And they serve a very important role in the church and the health and the life of the church. So what is a deacon, okay? Um, the word deacon comes from a Greek word called diakonia, uh, which literally means through the dirt. You're like, wow, through the dirt. That's a great thing to be a deacon, through the dirt. Well, it's a serving. They serve, okay? In the New Testament, the word usually is translated serve, so if you said, what is a deacon? It's a man that serves. There you go. That's what a deacon is, okay? I want you to go to your Bible. I want you to see a beautiful picture of this. Go to your Bible, Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Begin verse 1. It says, now in those days when a number of disciples were multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists 
because the widows were, were neglected in their daily distribution. Then the 12 summons the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that you should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who you may appoint over this business. And we will give ourselves to the continuing to pray and to the ministry of the word. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. So there's a lot going on, and it was busy, and the widows were kind of getting neglected. So the pastors were trying to do everything, and they couldn't serve everything. They couldn't do everything. And so this complaint arose, and so they said, well, we just need to appoint some men full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom to do this, while we, the pastors, take care of the word and prayer. So if you want to look at a deacon, a deacon takes care of the physical needs of the church. And the pastors take care of the spiritual needs of the church. Now, there's a lot of physical needs in the church, okay? And the deacons oversee that. Okay, a deacon's job or responsibility is to serve. Okay, um, so a deacon. Here's here's a couple of questions that you should always hear a deacon ask. If you're a deacon today, you may say, "I'm in trouble. I haven't been asking this." Okay, well maybe you can start asking it. Okay, uh, but the new deacons, uh, a charge to you: deacons should ask a couple questions. Number one, how can I serve you? A deacon should always ask, "How can I serve you?" If no one else asks, at least a deacon should ask that of their pastors. They should also ask their pastors, what do you need in your area of ministry? Wouldn't that be cool? Let's just say that Tommy is chasing teenagers everywhere, and all of a sudden he's standing out there having coffee, and one of the deacons of our church walks up to him and says, hey, man, love what you're doing with our young people. What do you need in your area of ministry? How can I help you? Now, once Tommy gets up off the floor, he's probably going to give an answer. Right? That's a beautiful church when you see that happen. Because there was a day in the church where the kind of the philosophy of youth ministry was, uh, if you'll take these rowdy teenagers and take them out there and let them play in the dirt while the spiritual people have church because they have nothing to offer. Oh, Lord. Bless that church. These young people that we have, and many young people that occupy seats in churches today, are movers and shakers for the kingdom. They are. They're, I mean, there's a stirring in our students on these campuses, and they're led by students. So you don't need to push them aside. You need to pull up beside them. Because sometimes a student will take you to Jesus quicker than an adult will. I mean, it's not a commercial for youth, but I love youth. I'm passionate, and we have beautiful youth. I love them, all right? I love them. But, but deacons should always seek to serve their pastors because if you don't serve your pastors, your pastors will burn out. If your pastors burn out, the church, no, not effective. They're to, they're to feed and lead and, and serve the ministry needs of the church, and the deacons look for those physical needs that they can help with the pastors. 
So you might ask, what's the difference between a deacon and an elder? We have both. We have deacons and we have elders. It's a good question. Basically, let me give it to you in a nutshell without boring you with a whole lot of text here. But a deacon, if you wanted to sum up a deacon, a deacon will serve and support, and an elder will govern and cover. I mean, that's it. You think about the balance of that in church. You got deacons that serve and support. They lift them up, man. Lift them arms up. Help physical needs. They, 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 they serve. And the elders will govern with protection and covering over those pastors. Don't, under, don't ever underestimate the covering of elders. Please don't. We have great pastors on our staff. We have great pastors because we have great elders that cover pastors. Covering's a big deal, man. You have children today. As a husband and wife, one thing you should have as a code in your home is that we will 24-7 cover our children. Powerful, man. It's powerful. They're covering over them. So you might ask, how many deacons does this church have currently? Well, currently, the church at Bushland has 12 deacons. And you can see in this room on a holiday weekend, that's a bunch of work. <laughs> All right? That's a bunch. So today, we're putting on 10 more. We'll put more on as the years go on to keep up with growth. We have 12 currently. We'll put 10 new deacons on today. Okay? We'll have 22 deacons. Currently have six elders. All right? And we will put on a couple more elders because we're a couple of elders short. So how do you become a deacon? It's a good question. There was a day that nominations for deacons came from like, like this setting right here. There'd be a piece of paper and you write some names, you stick them in a box and it's kind of like popularity contest at school. That always went well at school and always went real well at church, okay? Uh, so, so what we do at our church is if we need more deacons, the nominations come from a deacon body because nobody knows what a deacon is better than a deacon. And nobody knows who's worthy to sit at the table of the deacons than a deacon. And if a man is going to bring discord to the body, my deacons will know that. If that name hits the table, they're like, hmm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So nominations come from deacons, with deacons. From when elders come up, el the elders give nomination for other elders. Okay? It's pretty simple. All right? So, so when we get ready to do deacons, we throw names out there. And let me tell you, I pastor a church, and we're not short of names for deacons. I mean, we got some great men that serve now listen to me. You don't need the title of a deacon to serve. We should serve periodly. Why? Because he served us. He laid down his life for us. The least we could do is serve the church. I mean, so you don't need that. And these guys that we have, the 12 that we have and the 10 we're putting on, they don't need a title to do it. They don't need that. It's just their church saying, we see this in you. And we're appointing you and putting a name title of, 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 of deacon on you. Most of these guys, all 10 of these, it's not going to change what they do. 
They were doing it before, they'll do it currently, and they'll do it later. It's just who they are. Many of you do the same thing, okay? Well, you ask several men, so you don't only nominate them from a deacon, they have to agree to serve. Not everybody that we went to and asked if they would be a deacon chose to be a deacon. That's their prerogative, okay? That's between them and the Lord. So what we do is we take those men that get nominated and we ask them, do you want, if you, if you, uh, if, do you want to serve as a deacon at the church at Busham? They can say yes or no, okay? And we had some people that said no, okay? And they don't have to tell us why they don't want to serve as a deacon. That's their business between them and the Lord. Going, well, I want to know why. You don't like our church? You don't like us as deacons? You don't like me? I mean, it's not a personal thing. You just say, okay, that's why you don't like, okay? And, and so, listen, the last thing you want to do is have a man serve as a deacon that doesn't want to serve as a deacon. I mean, that's just a whooping, all right? That's not any fun. And so we nominate from the deacon body, they agree to serve, and then we go through an interview process that each deacon does with each of those men and their wives. So what are the qualifications of a deacon? There's a great text in Timothy. I want you to go there with me. 1 Timothy chapter 3, look at verse 8 through 13. It's such a great verse on deacons, it is subheaded, subtitled, Qualifications of a Deacon. Make it pretty simple for you, huh? Verse 8, 1 Timothy 3. Likewise, a deacon must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. But let, but let these also first be tested, and let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Likewise, the wise must be reverent, not slanderous, tempered, faithful in all things. Let deacons be husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their household well. For those who serve well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and a great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. I want to run through a couple things that, that of, of qualifications of deacons. A deacon must, must, must pursue unity. You want a deacon in your church to always pursue unity, fight for unity. Unity is a beautiful thing in the body. A deacon will always be a peacemaker. You don't want a deacon to be a stirring up a dude. You don't want them stirring it up. A deacon ought to quiet that stuff. Ought to be able to settle that stuff. They ought to be a peacemaker. They ought to be able to walk in and know the difference. You got deacons in your church. Deacons should also be very evangelistic. Listen, if your deacons aren't hungry for the lost, why in the world would the church be? They're leading. They're leading out. A deacon ought to be able to lead someone to Christ. Ought to be a person that is about the lost, about chasing the lost, going after the lost. It says in the scripture, they must lead their family. All right? Our deacons, the 12 here and the 10 we're putting on, they lead their family very, very well. We'll have deacons that are old in age. They'll have deacons that are young in age. You want a good mix of variety of deacons through your body. Okay? A deacon ought to be a tither. That's one thing I check. Okay? I, I, you say, well, you check everybody's tithing record. I don't check to see what you give. I check to see that you give. I do not want a deacon that doesn't give. How can a deacon not give? How can he not be about that part of life? That, mean, that, that, is, 
That is a command from the Lord. A deacon going to break that command, and the Lord knows what he's going to do. A deacon must be a tither, okay? I want you to go back to Acts, because I want you to see a couple other things. Acts chapter 6, we looked at this text a while ago, and I didn't finish all the way to 5, but I want to get there. I want you to look at Acts chapter 6 again. Start in verse 3. And read 3, 4, and 5. It says, Therefore, brothers, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, watch the word, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom you may appoint over this business. I want to stop right here before I get to verse 4. This does not mean over the business of the church. A lot of times churches will appoint deacons and put them over the business of the church. And I bet you we could stand right now and give some serious testimonies of how that did not work out well. Okay? It says the business of taking care of the widows, the business of serving so that the pastors can go do the ministry of the church, ministry of the word, ministry of prayer. That's the business, not the business. Does that make sense to you a little bit? Verse 4 but we will give ourselves continually to prayer in the ministry of the word. Look at verse 5. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to name them. <laughs> Can I just tell you this? Deacons today, current deacons, and the deacons that we're about to appoint, and deacons in the future. I got one thing I want you to do. I want you to be a deacon like Stephen. Amen. Look what it says about Stephen. Pretty simple, huh? They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Man, man how, how powerful would it be to have a bunch of deacons full of the Holy Spirit leading the church full of the Holy Spirit? That's a powerful church. Deacons, if I could challenge you to do one thing, I want you to be so full of the Holy Spirit, you're about to pop. About to pop. From the top of your head to the bottom of your toe, man, you pursue the Holy Spirit. To be asked, Father, to fill you every day with the Holy Spirit. So you must see what he wants you to see. Hear what you want him to hear. And see and say what he wants you to say. Just full of the Holy Spirit. So be a deacon like Stephen. Last thing is this. Responsibilities of a deacon. A deacon is responsible of communion. They serve communion. You see our deacons a lot down here at the table. We serve communion. They go and serve that communion. They also take offering. You'll see the deacons. I'll call the deacons up front to take the offering. You'll see them there. Um, they also, each of our deacons today, our current deacons, have a widow assigned to them. And I want to give a little commercial to one deacon. I don't even think he's here today, but I'm going to, that's probably even better. But I want to toot his horn a little bit because his deacon, um, this deacon has a widow. The deacon is Buddy Osteen. His widow is Margie Hodges. Margie just had bypass surgery this week on Thursday morning. When I came out of Margie's room at 5.40 on Thursday morning, who's sitting in the lobby? Margie's deacon. Come on, church. That's what I'm talking about. When a pastor walks out at 5.40 a.m. into a waiting room at BSA, and I turn the corner, and the person I see sitting right there is his deacon, her deacon. 
Not only that, but Monday when she did her CAT scan, when she did her test, he was there also before six. And he said, well, he must have a really good work schedule. He does. He's retired. But when not retired, he kind of works like when he wants to work, okay? So sometimes work does dictate that. But I'm telling you, that's how you do a deacon. That's how, that's how you do that. Take care of that widow. You're also going to see deacons as greeters. Deacons should be greeting, okay? Welcome to the church at Bushland. Glad you came this morning. I mean, I'm talking push out in the parking lot and greet them. Help them with the doors. Help the ladies in the house. You may see them as seat ushers, finding people to find, helping people find seats. A deacon ought to be moving around and greeting people and welcoming people. They ought to look for new people, new families in the church. A new family should always be greeted by two people right off the bat, the pastors and the deacons. And elders, if you want to throw them in there. They ought to be out there moving, all right? All right? They ought to be out there. You'll see some of our deacon service security. They like those guns, and that's good. I like them guns, all right? You may see them out there. They may greet you a little differently, okay? <laughs> Hopefully not. But you may see them out there, and that's cool, okay? All right? They may see them there. You're going to see them in ministry areas. You know our church is pretty good size. There are ministry areas everywhere. You may see deacons sitting on the floor in the preschool area. You may see them in the children's area. You may see them in youth area. You may see them at VBS. You may see them working on Wednesday night. You may see them at youth camps and children's camps and all kind of preteen camps. You may see deacons everywhere. Not just you may see him, I hope you do see him. What better is it for a nine-year-old boy to be sitting at camp next to a deacon? And that little boy says, what do you do at our church? Well, I'm a deacon. Wow. Well, one day when I get big, I'm going to be a deacon. Hmm. That's the church being the church. That's the church being the church. I want you to understand that deacon's a big deal. Big deal because God wrote about them. Big deal because God appointed them. Big deal because God said the church needs them. I'm happy to tell you that we got 12 great deacons, and we're about to put on 10 brand new deacons, all right? And I want you to have my permission. If you see a deacon not serving, you just ask him, why aren't you serving? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't pick on them. But you just find out. Hey, man, <laughs> I want you serving. I need you serving. We need you serving. Get busy, okay? The deacon serves an important role at the church. And I want you to never skip a day as a church member to not remember in prayer your deacons and your elders. You pray for your deacons. They're praying for you. I'm going to ask Michael to come up. So we've got, uh, we've got certificates that we will present to our uh, deacons. So here's how this works on Sunday morning. It's a little different for us because it's Sunday morning. So Michael's going to call out the names of the deacons, and they're going to come up. Your wives will come with you. And I want our deacons to line up down front because I want the church to be able to see the 10 new deacons and their wives. And so we'll be down here. 
Now, we're going to call out all their names, and I don't want you to give a round of applause right off the bat or anything like that. We'll take care of that at the end, okay? But we want to recognize them, okay? And uh, we have 10, but there will be only nine recognized because one of our families is out of town uh, on this holiday weekend. So we want to recognize them, and then when Michael gets through calling their names out, I'll step up and give a little bit of instructions during this ministry time and uh, what it looks like as we uh, pray over and lay hands on our deacons. So Michael, if you would come at this time, and you'll read those names. These are, these are nine of our 10 deacons and their wives as well. Um, Nathan Bixel and his wife, Stacy. Nathan Colwell and his wife, Brandy. Cash Greathouse and his wife, Ray. Reuben Hancock and his wife, Mary. Dick Holland is the deacon uh, who could not be with us today. He's uh, had a big hunting trip planned with his grandkids. Dick Holland, his wife is Lori. Brad Emmel. And Kat, his wife Kat, Catherine. Elliot McKinney, his wife Jana. McKinney's aren't here either, Pastor. Uh, Matt Miller and his wife Katie. Jeremy Scott and wife Melanie. Bill Worthen and his wife Trish. Sorry, they're working me back there. It's hard to know when I need to talk and not talk. So, uh, so here's eight. So I didn't know about the McKinney's. Eight of your new deacons. And so what, I'm, what I want to ask you to do, I want the church to stand at this time. We're going to move into a time of ministry. If you are one of our current deacons today, a current deacon, an elder, or any of our pastors on staff, our men in the church that are ordained, if you will make your way up here, we're going to lay hands on these new deacons and their wives, and we're going to have a time during the ministry time where we're just praying all over them, okay? Y'all scoot out a little bit because I want them a little bit. There you go. Just surround them. I just want y'all to be able to pray all over all of them, okay? So here's what I want you to do, church. We're going into a time of ministry. I know it's a little different. This is done differently on a Sunday night service, but, but don't be disturbed by all the movement and the invitation. That's a beautiful thing, okay? So we're going to pray over our deacons and, and everything, but this is a ministry time for the church as well. As we worship, okay?
okay? Uh, if you're part of the altar ministry team and it's your time to work this morning, you come on up and flank each side of them, okay? If you're here this morning, I know it was a different service, a deacon ordination service and things like that, but, but, but God's still in the house and God still spoke and moved. And if God spoke to you about something and there's something going on in your life and you need prayer for it, can you come and let us agree with you and pray with you? If you want to join the church, man, what a beautiful Sunday to join on, all right? You come as a family and join this morning, okay? If you're facing surgery coming up and you don't want to walk into that without having prayer and a covering over you, you come this morning and let us pray over you and uh, agree with you in prayer. So as we pray over our new deacons and their wives, if you need to come this morning, this is your chance. This is your opportunity to come. Otherwise, let's just worship. Let us lead us in a word of prayer and we'll, we'll, we'll go to invitation. Father, we love you. We thank you. We adore you. We exalt you. We magnify you. And God, as we stand as a church body and we commission out new deacons to serve here at our church, God, I know there are others in the, in the audience, God, that, that you have been speaking to. And maybe they faced something this week. Maybe there's a struggle in their life. Maybe, maybe they need prayer or covering for surgery or something else. God, if they would come this morning. And God, if you're leading anyone or any family to come and be a part of this church family, God, I pray you send them this morning. And God, if there's anybody to sound in my voice that just knows, knows that they are not a child of yours, they've never been born again, God, I pray that even though the message and the service had nothing to do with that, but Father, your spirit can still speak and land on someone. And so if that person is in the room, and needs to come this morning and meet Jesus for the very first time and you would send them as well. God, as we worship and as we do ministry time, God, I pray you're glorified, you're honored in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.